Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to another Disney at Play podcast. We are here at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's about 4.30 in the afternoon. The rains have started to uh, descend, uh, which isn't a bad thing because it's a scorching hot summer day. And uh, hopefully things will cool off from here on out. So I have taken... um, uh, myself up to the corner of Pizza Rizzo to uh, get a quiet little space and to share with you my observations of this day, what it's like to be in this new world now that the parks have reopened, um, what uh, my insights are, what I observed, and especially the secrets of how do you get on Rise of the Resistance now that uh, things have been uh, restarted. I have a I have answers to that, and you're going to want to listen to it. So, first of all, I should note that if you've been kind of keeping up with me as I've kind of discussed my experience at the Magic Kingdom last Saturday and Animal Kingdom yesterday and here today at the studios, you're probably thinking, man, that Cobra, he's a lonely guy. Well, actually, I do spend sometimes by myself working these kinds of uh, business-related issues and, and podcasts and these kinds of things by myself. But usually, usually I'm with some member of my family, especially my youngest son, Preston, who is um, he's now 17 and is about six foot five and bigger than any of us and loves Disney and would be the first to come here, misses Disney, but does not want to wear a mask. And we don't know when that is really going to change uh, anytime soon. So we're kind of having to work around him. The other uh, piece of news I should share with uh, our listeners is that uh, in the last month, I, and along with my wife, Kathy, have become grandparents. Not once, but twice. For the first time, uh, we have two grandchildren, Um, uh, one up in D.C., one up in New York. And uh, the challenge with COVID-19 is how do you get to see your grandchildren? That is the riddle of the day. Um, Because of the need to be with Preston and accommodations and and availability in, in our kids' apartments and so forth, we decided we'd break up. And, of course, Grandma gets to go before Grandpa. But that's okay because I'm waiting for them to to kind of get a little bit older. I'll probably go in about two months. To, so maybe they'll recognize me a little better when I come to visit them. But grand, but my wife is loving the opportunity of visiting my grandson in D.C. And hopefully my daughter and uh, her wife and baby are going to come down from New York and be able to see them. Kath uh, got tested just before she left, ended up being COVID negative, got on a plane with practically nobody on it, and so has been able to to somehow go up to the uh, go up uh, north and and be there and uh, experience that one of a lifetime opportunity. And then our children are taking opportunities to uh, keep an eye on our youngest. Uh, yesterday, they all went to Epcot and experienced that. Had a great day. Uh, there uh, during a cast preview and uh, I took my turn watching Preston hopefully in the next uh, week or so I'll have a chance to get to Epcot as well should know that um, with the annual pass holders you only get three 
uh, selections you get to make at a time. And after we made the three selections, which was, you know, Saturday, Monday, and then today, um, seats, you know, by the time Saturday finished, I could make my next selection. Uh, Availability wasn't there for any of the parks until August. So I was really pleased that Disney made an announcement yesterday that they freed up more space for the annual pass holders because they had spaces available um, they had spaces available for those just buying a ticket outright and they had space available for those staying at the resorts, but they had no spaces available for annual pass holders. The problem with this, and I do appreciate the reservation system in terms of trying to control the numbers, but the problem is, is pass holders are not resort guests and are not people who come off the street and buy a ticket. Most pass holders come for three or four hours. Um, and usually they come in the evenings. They take in the food and wine festival, for instance. Um, they don't generally make a whole day of it because yeah, it's such a hassle. We don't need to. We can come and go. Usually that's been the way. Now, because the parks have opened and I wanted to make sure how everything was going and happening, I've spent some pretty long days uh, at the parks, which uh, uh, let me just tell you, I would not go to Animal Kingdom or the studios on a summer day and spend the whole day in the park. That is really painful. But I did it. Um, One of the interesting things about um, the parks now is that when you make a reservation, they tell you um, when you can come to the park. Now, mind you, right now that information is basically park opening until park closing. But it may be as the numbers increase, they're going to start create windows of time by which people can come into the park so that they do not have masses of people all lined up to to go in at any given moment. So we're probably looking at seeing something like that unfold in time. Hasn't happened yet. The stated time for the studios is 10 a.m., which is later than the others. So most, I think the other two are nine and uh, Epcot and then Magic Kingdom and then the um, and uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom was 8 a.m. Um, this morning I got here at about 9.20. They were letting guests in into the park. Uh, unlike what was happening prior to COVID where everybody was lined up prior to the official opening moment of the park where everybody then tried to get a boarding pass to rise of the resistance they put that to the 10 o'clock hour and then they added two other hours one o'clock and uh four o'clock which i think is a brilliant idea and then they opened up the entire park so people weren't even just standing out there waiting um so at 9 20 i was just walking right through i got over to i decided to go over to toy story land and it was walk on onto Slinky Dog Dash as it was on Midway Mania. In fact, the cast member was so, so funny. He goes, the cast member standing at the entrance to Midway Mania was yelling, the roller coaster is this way and air conditioning is this way. And if you come to Midway Mania, I will follow you inside. And so it was pretty funny to uh, to see that cast member. Um, uh, talking to the guests 
outside. Uh, but that was really cool, being able to go on Slinky Dog Dash by just walking on that. How cool is that? So I turned around to do it again. And uh, just as I was getting to the area where they were going to line you up for boarding, uh, the ride went down. And they stayed down, stayed down, stayed down. And finally, the 10 o'clock hour came. And so in the line, all of us standing in line, we're all going online to try to get a reservation. And as I got on the system, uh, the thing just spun pulling up me and my friends. Now, you have to understand, when I say my friends under the uh, My Disney Experience app, those friends are about 40. And they're 40 because Disney, because I have a lot of business clients that come and go with me into the parks, and it's difficult to delete them after they have come. And so it's become kind of an issue. Some are deleted and some can't, and it's become an issue. But long story short... I didn't get it. And it was a disappointing moment. Um, And the ride didn't come back up. That too was disappointing. So then I thought, what do I want to do at this point? Because uh, all, half the attractions, shows and things of that nature, things in air-conditioned buildings are not happening. If they're involving live actors, even the citizens of Hollywood, It's not happening here at this park. So Indiana Jones, Mermaid, Frozen, Beauty and the Beast, all these attractions are not operating at this time. I decided to get my camera out and take some video, which I was long overdue for some elements um, here at at the park. So I went through One Man's Dream, just kind of walked through there. That was wonderful. Uh, talk to a cast member. You know, one of the cool things about the attendance being so low is I've had great interactions with cast members over the last several days. It's been fun to talk to them. And let me tell you, I can't tell you the number of times I pass by a cast member and I say thank you. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if it took me four months of not going to this park, these parks to learn to say thank you, then maybe I'm, I'm finally learning something. I went and videotaped a few other things uh, along Sunset Boulevard, and I noted the wait times. They had all gone up dramatically. Uh, there were now pretty significant waits at most of the attractions, partly because there aren't as many attractions uh, built, and partly because that 10 o'clock hour drew everybody in the park so that they could have a chance to get onto Rise. So I didn't really do much of attractions. I took some video for a while. Then I finally got a drink to cool off. And I decided, well, maybe I'll go to Mickey and Minnie's um, runaway train. Done that already six, seven times, but it's brand new, so I wanted to do it again. And uh, it was a 70-minute wait. I got in line, and it was funny because where I got in line outside was the same time the same place I was getting in line when I, the first couple of times I went on the ride. And at that time it was, as I recall, uh, an hour and 10 minute wait at that location. Now it was posted at 70. In truth, I got on the attraction in about 15, 16 minutes. It went quickly, and for the most part, it was literally walking through the queue 
until you got in. By the way, speaking of getting in, when you enter the theater, you walk through the theater. You don't see the short that comes beforehand. You continue to, so they don't, they didn't place dots on the floor to do the, to do the, to the movie. And I think the reason why is because it's a small theater and there wouldn't be enough dots that you could create enough of a crowd in that theater so that when the doors opened, you could keep a good flow of guests constantly going on to the train. Um, so they've kind of eliminated the movie portion. But, hey, I got on the train in such record time. That was awesome. And that made uh, my morning. Headed over from there to um, the Mickey Shorts Theater. Um, is it vacation time? I've got to learn the name of that show. Love the new theater. Again, separated seating, every other row blocked out. But So you can't sit a lot of people in there. But I did get a seat, and there were others watching. And it was just a great place to get a little bit of air conditioning. I decided I would move over toward Galaxy's Edge. I, I was kind of holding back for later in the afternoon, but I thought, well, I'll grab some lunch there at least. And uh, so through the heat of the day, I pressed forward on into Galaxy's Edge, got over to Ronto Roaster, did a mobile order, and ate my sandwich and the heat of the day, and it, it just wasn't great. It was, it's just, it was insufferable. The heat and everything going on just was a lot. And at that point, I thought, you know what? I'm going to head out of here. I'm going to see if I can't make that next pass at 1 o'clock. See if I can't get the 1 o'clock pass from my car or from my mobile device outside the park. See if that may give me a better chance. And I'll um, go get a, my workout in because... I want to look like Drew Osler someday. Hope you're listening, Drew. Any rate, the, um, so I headed to go um, work out, which was great because I, I do about a 90-minute swim, and I needed that pool so badly from this heat. Meanwhile, my great friend David, who, have I not said, this guy is like the best travel agent. We got into a conversation on my way over to the gym. And what does he do? He says, hey, let me do this. I've done this for others trying to get on Rise. Let me see if I can't make the res for you from my home computer and so forth. I'm telling you, you want a great travel agent, you want to go with David here. Because nobody else is sitting there while you're in the parks and trying to help you get in um, to something like this. So at any rate, went to do my workout. David made an attempt to get me in and unfortunately eh, that didn't that didn't work and so now we're two down out of three and i'm thinking how do you get into the system here so finished my workout i came back to the park still insufferably hot and uh I head to the guest experience cast members. Now, if you haven't been here in a while, about a year ago, they introduced these guest experience cast members uh, sitting under umbrellas. Some have monitors nearby them. They're all wearing blue shirts. Um, Great friendly group. And I just came up to them and said, tell me what I need to do. How do I optimize my chances for getting onto the four o'clock roll call? And they said, well, 
uh, can't guarantee anything. But if you want to come over here at four o'clock, we'll do whatever we can to help you. He said, I know that at the one o'clock hour, the passes went in about 13 seconds. Take that in, folks. 13 seconds. So I went over and uh, did Star Tours, which was a walk-on and was air-conditioned and had the dividers in it in the queue and had uh, dividers. It's kind of like these baby seats with, with these divider, plastic dividers dividing up rows in the, in the simulator brilliantly designed because you know that thing's rocking the whole time and they just stayed still so that was kind of cool and of course star tours is cool in fact i kept thinking wouldn't it be great if they had a mandalorian version of the star tours thing next that would be awesome so did that checked out some of the merchandise came back to our guest experience friends nobody's sitting there waiting they said are you here for the four o'clock i go yes i am and as four o'clock rolled around, they, they said, try it first. And if you're not successful, we'll do what we can to help you. So four o'clock came. I started, I started going on. It would not even accept me. It would not even take me to the page where it says who's in your party. It just did nothing. And he inquired very quickly. And I said, it's not working. He, took my, he had me scan the ticket onto his pad. He looked it up and within... A few seconds, he had gotten me a boarding pass. In fact, it was boarding about 41, and my number is 51. And lo and behold, I have a boarding pass. So for those who are listening to this podcast, until I have a better idea of how to do this, I would say go stand next to a guest experience uh, host or hostess. As far away from Galaxy's Edge, the better, because there's going to be less crowds and, um, and just be honest. I really want to get on this. What do I need to do? And they're going to help you as best they can to get you on. So no guarantees. And maybe your phone is going to work better than mine. But hopefully somehow you'll, you'll, uh, you'll be able to get a pass. At that point, I'm hot. I'm tired. I'm thinking I'm going to go to Backlot Express for no other reason than there's an indoor dining area. I'll just order a snack. And I get over there and they had just closed at four o'clock. So I headed over to the next place. Well, actually the weather was cooling off and I thought, great, I'll head to this um, new little eatery on Grand Avenue. Um, and they got a great charcuterie board and, and even some non-alcoholic drinks. And, um, I'll get something there. But then I heard this lightning strike and I thought to myself, yeah, this is not sounding good. So where do I end up? Pizza Rizzo. And that's where I'm at right now. The question is, where do we go next? Stay tuned. So fast forward and I am here on the balcony of Ronto Roasters overlooking Galaxy's Edge. I have spent the entire time since Pizzerisso in Galaxy's Edge and I've had a wonderful experience. Probably the experience more, most akin to the time before everything closed. 
it felt more like the old days uh, prior to COVID-19. The first thing I did was uh, head to Merchant Row, which interestingly enough was kind of roped off. Uh, you were invited one by one into that space. If you think about it, all of those shopping areas are uh, individualized uh, for, uh, you know, they're really, you can't have much more than one, maybe two guests, or certain, probably really no more than one party in each of the cubicles there. Uh, so uh, that was a very different exchange. However, after that, I went to board the Millennium Falcon uh, Smuggler's Run, and that was an awesome experience. First of all, it was a walk-on experience. Uh, there were long uh, waits posted earlier, I think up to 60 minutes earlier in the day, but this was essentially a walk-on experience. When we say walk-on, the problem was is that the pre-show with Hondo doesn't exist. They don't gather you in that room to see that pre-show. And that's a little bit of a, a bummer. Hondo is up there on the balcony, but he's actually been programmed to face away at this console. So you don't see him. He doesn't interact with you. There's not a reason to stop, really. Uh, you proceed to your ship. Uh, the experience of handing you a card with a color on it as to your boarding pass, that's all been uh, removed because you're handling tactile objects and uh, they don't want you to do that. So you just simply continue on in a line, waiting six feet, eight feet at the stripe behind the next party. And eventually you get to the ship. The cool thing about the ship is that when you're a party of one, you get your own cabin. And I think that's the first time I've been able to actually record that uh, during this time period. Uh, so you kind of see that that continues about every 20 minutes. It's not too invasive, but it does happen throughout the park in every corner of the park throughout the day. Anyway, going back to being a pilot on Millennium Falcon. So, you know, I had choice of any seat. Uh, clearly, I was going to do a pilot. Do you do left? Do you do right? I think the left going, which uh, is moving left and right, as opposed to being the right pilot, which is moving up and down, even though the right pilot gets hyperdrive, I think you do more with the left uh, pilot position. So I took that position. What was so awesome, what was so cool, is as the ship began to take off, Hondo goes, what? Wait a minute. We only got one pilot here? You gotta be kidding me. And then he instructs me as one pilot. He invites me to take the hyperdrive lever and pull it. And he gives me instructions to hit a couple of random buttons, which to do jobs that were usually part of the engineer or the uh, gunner position. So I really kind of had a chance to do it all. Um, point total wasn't overly impressive, which I thought might be higher since all the other positions are being handled by everyone else, but it was a very tailored experience.
uh, being on the Millennium Falcon, and it was just fun. It was a wonderful experience uh, to be able to do. Afterwards, did a mobile order on Docking Bay 7, got my favorite salad, uh, favorite salad in all the parks, love it. And uh, it's the second of two opportunities I've had to actually dine indoors. The first was at the Magic Kingdom at Skipper's Canteen. And that experience, I literally was like there was two other parties in that entire sea room, Society of Explorers and Adventures, that one back room. It's a big room, uh, open room, and I was one of the few. In this experience, I was in a corner of the restaurant and I was literally by myself in it. I felt like I... I was some kind of celebrity, kind of pulled out to the side so nobody would bother me. It was kind of weird. But hey, uh, you know, for the, this is the one thing I kind of worried about is taking, being in indoor spaces, and that was just fine. Uh, and by the time I finished that meal, uh, I was given the signal to go ahead and join Rise of the Resistance. So I headed over there. There was a line that stretched all the way past the entrance and into Grand Avenue. That was the downside, including the news that the attraction was temporarily down. So, ended up waiting there. Met a family from Jersey who had moved to Jacksonville. Had a great chat with them. Hope they're listening to the podcast. Um, it was great meeting you. And we chatted about a number of things. And then the line started moving. And it went steadily until we boarded the attraction. Steadily is actually still about a 40 to 50 minute experience. It went through all of the exterior portion of the queue, all of the interior cave portion, but it went in a timely way. And then when you actually went on the attraction, you are given a number as you board the ship, and as you do other things, but honestly, uh, other than those instructions to say socially distance when you're in a, in a group experience, it was an identical experience to being on the ride just like before. And it was terrific, it was enjoyable, I was glad I had the opportunity to do that. And uh, at the very end, it was closing up, so I did a mobile order real quick. I was the last person to grab blue milk uh, over at the milk stand and then headed right back over here to Ronto Roasters and took a quiet seat all by myself here on the ledge. And now I'm just watching the last visitors to the park slowly head out of uh, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it is twilight and I have a picture of me on the notes page. The bummer is it's not quite nighttime and boy, I love that look with the whole forest view and everything. And that hasn't quite, the whole place hasn't quite lit up yet. So that's a little bit of a bummer, but honestly, the last several hours has probably been the closest thing I've experienced in the last three days of feeling like the old days of being an annual pass holder who came here for a few hours to enjoy the park. Well, let me finish up. Uh, back at the office and uh, I'll wrap up there with my final concluding thoughts. So here we are back at the uh, home office 
and uh, a little less noise than uh, you get at Ronto Roasters. But uh, I just wanted to say that um, it's been fantastic experiencing these three parks and a change occurred the following morning in which Disney opened up uh, opportunities to visit more parks for the pass holders. They opened up more days. So actually, I have since gone to Epcot and that w that is where our next podcast is gonna go. Take us around to see some of the changes, some of the things that are happening, some of the announcements that are officially and unofficially being made right now about attractions. We'll talk about that in our future podcasts. Meanwhile, please feel free to check out our other podcasts. We just uh, earlier this week shared a what we love most about Disney's Hollywood uh, Studios. It's part of our whole series, uh, what we've loved most that we've been recording during this pandemic. And uh, I just hope you can get a chance to catch all of that. I also announced in that previous podcast that we have an up. I have an update uh, to one of my favorite books that I have written, Disney's Hollywood Studios, From Showbiz to Your Biz. I want to let you know that in the weeks to come, that will be available again in uh, uh, to be purchased on Amazon. So be on the lookout for that experience. In the meantime, the best way to check out some of the best things at Disney's Hollywood Studios is to go to my complete guide of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Interactive maps, videos, photos, so much detail, stories, everything. Everything I can get, I have poured into that one place location. We'll be updating it in the days to come with, with new um, information about how to best um, get a pass to go on Galaxy's Edge based on some of the things you heard here in this podcast. So be sure to check that out because there's so much to see. You just need to subscribe to Disney at Play and Disney at Work. Uh, finally, if you get a chance, check out David. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, his uh, travel agency, he's there to just help you plan your, your next trip. And honestly, it doesn't cost you anything. He does a lot of the legwork for you. It's really worth giving him a call and letting him know you, what you, where you want to go next. Whether it's a cruise, whether it's Alani, whether it's Disneyland, Disney, wherever you want to go, let David know and he can help you plan out the bat. He just planned out actually a trip for us. We're going to go at the end of the month to Boulder Ridge at uh, Disney's Wilderness Lodge and he managed to find us a great uh, annual pass holder rate. So we're excited about going there for a few days, my wife and I. So looking forward to that. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, to our YouTube channel, J. Jeff Kober, and just know that whatever you do in life, always, always, as Sinbad says, follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We will see you real soon.